you watch wrestling? Salutations! Well, hello there, friends, foes, heels, baby faces. Hey, whatever you got, we're down to clown. Welcome, all of you, to the We Watch Wrestling Podcast. I'm your wonderful darling, redheaded bearded host, wrestling Matt McCarthy, with me always, professional wrestling encyclopedia, coming all the way via satellite in Michigan. Mr. Vince Averill. Yo, man, I am inside the historic Milford Opera House right now, dude, if you need to know. Whoa. I need to know. In the, in the, uh, uh, on the main street. Go ahead. This is the We Watch Wrestling Podcast. We're here each and every Wednesday at 3.16 a.m. 3.16 a.m. We Watch Wrestling. Go to WeWatchWrestlingPodcast.com. Go to Patreon.com. All sorts of bonus audio incentives available to you. Dude, uh, we, are, we are on the fast track. A little something called Saturday, September 4th, Chicago, Illinois. Okay. Live at the Beat Kitchen. We watch wrestling podcasts. Beatkitchen.com for tickets. It's going to be 1.30 doors, 2 o'clock show. Everybody will be out in time for the big GCW or whatever other shows are going on. I don't frankly know. Mm-hmm. And, it's an exciting uh, time. To be alive, to be a wrestling fan, most certainly. And to be a listener of this show, perhaps, I might introduce as a possibility. There's an endless amount of things to be excited about, particularly for the professional wrestling fan here and now in August of 2000. Dude, can I, can I, let me just say this, dude. Please. It kind of blew me out. I saw I, someone, someone mentioned this on the, uh, on the Discord. Um, this is issue 413. If I'm not mistaken, 413 that is times correct. we've yeah. done this. Yeah. The last time that we did one, when CM Punk was even in the conversation around actually having performed in a wrestling ring, number 24. It's been a minute for oh this particular. <laughs> I know that fucking rock me, dude. I couldn't when I was like, wait a minute. Holy shit. That's how long he has been gone. That's how long that he's was. Been gone. What, uh, so, are you, so is this to say issue twenty four was the one when he wa- when he left? Rob walked out. Rob's apartment. Yeah. Rob Sibley, still producer of the show. Yeah. Brother Tom Sibley, long gone. It, it, like in the description, CM Punk walked out. Is it a work? That was issue twenty four. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. That's oh what I'm God, trying to dude. say right now. Holy shit. That yeah. is fucking hilarious. He may have a little rust on his ass. Well, I mean, it, this is the other thing to consider. Because he also got the shit beat out of him in MMA a couple times. And that was so long ago. It's like you don't even remember that he got the shit kicked out of him twice in UFC. Well, here's the thing, man. If, if he is, in fact, going to be on the AEW roster... It's up to them to book him in such a way where his strengths are heightened and his weaknesses are hidden. And that should be the way that wrestling works. I mean, uh, 
like when 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 CM Punk got his ass just the first time blown out. He got a he got a cauliflower ear in one match or whatever. He just like <laughs> and then the second match was so bad that it was like the other guy got fined or something because he was just like <laughs> fucking he around. It. He was just like <laughs> he's just like dancing and like yeah. doing sit ups. Yeah, and, you a know, cat like, with a fucking like a little mouse. Yeah, he would go over and he would punch CM Punk in the face, and then he would like <laughs> like a cat. He would crawl around like like Puma on the fucking oh. edges of the. <laughs> Puma. We didn't see him on Sunday. No, we sure didn't. One thing at a time, Vince. Please, of course, of course. But you, know how, you know how I get, though. Of course. You're like, ah. It's, <laughs> I keep coming back to, um, I forget what the question was. Now I'm digressing, but I forget what the, the question was on Monday Night Beers, but it was like, it was either like, what's your superpower or who's, who's good at changing the subject or something like that. <laughs> and I won the second part. Oh my God. But at any rate, after Punk got it was like how much time will it take if he ever comes back to wrestling? Could he ever recover from this and come back to wrestling and be but I'm also he didn't get his ass kicked like Punk did. But when Lesnar got fucking blown out of fucking UFC and I don't even I don't follow that shit. We all know that. But whoever beat him it was St. John right. or Couture. I don't know. These, these well, are just Air, names. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know. These are just names that names. I've heard. Yes. These are sure. all just names. It's good humor. Hagen does. I mean, oh, I did. I don't know if you saw. I found I, out. I did. I'm, and, I, and I hate to see it, but, but you know, you, you had it coming. Right before we hit record on this, I was, I was actually about, I was, I was going to tweet something at Tony Khan because of, this news that Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. See, this is the show. We're all over the place. Of course. Let, let me make my point. I feel like I'll a lot of times on. you say to me, this is the show when I get a little worried about some of these things, you know? So let's That's just true. go with it. Let's just roll. This is the show. Lesnar got his ass kicked and then showed up 2012 in WWE. And it was like, all right, we can clearly take him seriously again. Right. But with Punk. But here's the thing. And that's why. Been, if it's true, or I mean, if it comes to pass that, you know, Hangman yeah. obviously is not, it seems like is not going to be that match anymore. So then if they bring Punk in on August 20th in Chicago, right, and then he's the match with Kenny at All Out, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me to beat him there, you know? But again, there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of ins and outs to this thing. And if they have something yeah. else, you know, it, it, it's not but the I end mean, of the you world. You can always but go like, to one of your classic. Yeah. It's not my favorite thing. Involved. You want Gallows to get Well, yes. Because now we've, for the first time in a lot more than 400 issues, we have all three pieces of the Straight Edge Society puzzle in one place mm. again. Somebody's getting their head shaved. Oh, Gallows is good. So I guess it's got to be Serena. <laughs> That would also be the funny thing is like, because I just want to see that first interaction between Punk and Gallows. It's just like, is that you, dude? (laughs) Wait a minute. It's like, wait a minute. I know, I know, you know, because even Deeb, you know, she's, she's completely transformed physically. Well, and, but Gallows is really broken edge, like in a big way, you know, 
he's also he, he never was but yes <laughs> i mean it, 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 half of the fucking backstages you see with gallows and anderson it's like they if if you told me they had a table like it was all of a sudden it was like the apa where they had a table full of empty beers right and gallows is like i I'd, I'd believe you you know i mean i think callus must have got him the garbage can like hogan had oh got him the same he got him the same deal you got to have that fucking the garbage can of miller lights baby <laughs> Um, why else would they be charging $75 for a general admission ticket to their podcast if they weren't drunk anyway but it's also it's not my favorite thing but you can do the you know the guy interrupts uh, costs CM Punk the match yeah and then now CM Punk is in a feud with that guy mm -hmm. you see it happen all the time it's not my favorite fucking thing right you know they're doing like Edge is upset with Seth Rollins it's like Edge Edge still deserves his little title shot. I mean, he doesn't even deserve a title shot because he got destroyed handily by Roman at WrestleMania, him and Daniel Bryan. But also, it's that thing of with that, it's like, yeah. oh, well, this is a name guy who showed up, so he just automatically gets it or deserves it, you know, which is a thing that they play on over there in WWE, but yes. Always. Um, yes. What was I going to say? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we brought up twelve different topics. That's the show, man. In the Come span on. of ten minutes. That's the show, dude. This is the show, bro. Welcome um, to the dance, because believe me, this is the dance. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? I'm going to completely change subject. Subject Give now. Give it to me. What do you think you quote the most from Beyond the Mat? Um. Because the first thing that came to mind for me was, oh, yeah, Hunter, swear to God. I'm like, no, that's wrestling with shadows. <laughs> right, right. Um, Those two movies, it's yeah, like if I owned, if I was Tarantino. Yeah. And I could book, you know, a double feature at the New Beverly. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, you'd have to go wrestling oh with shadows and then be on the mat. He doesn't even. Well, first of all, neither of them are on film. Well, wrestling with shadows might be. Or no, excuse me, uh, Beyond the Mat might be. Beyond um, the Mat actually probably is on 35 millimeters somewhere. Somewhere, right. So, but Wrestling with Shadows would, then they would have to figure something out. because We would not. have to strike a print. Yeah. Um, but if they could find a copy, he doesn't know. He, he could do that thing for a few weekends. Like that, that would, that, that double feature would fucking sell oh. out. With like and the Q and A before and after. Oh yeah, we could sit there with because oh, yeah. Blostein's in town, isn't he? He lives here. Come on, Barry, sit down with us, dude. What are you scared of? Sit down with us. Have the governor come? Yeah, <laughs> have us host it. What would you could do a, a double feature of Beyond the Mat and what? Hell comes to Frogtown. I no think holds barred. To your question though, I think the most quoted for me is I have never seen that before. I think that's... You know what? I think that's right. That's the most quoted. That For might me. be, we make movies. Mm-hmm. Huh? You're going to be sick? Huh? Huh? We hit the, uh, you know, you know, work on the upper body, get some gear a little more flat. Yeah. We, the hunt. Then you'd be in the hunt. Go on, I, I, but I mean, my I sent, I texted you at stoplights, not while driving, at stoplights. <laughs> I came to PWG a little late, a little, little, 
the second match just had already smooch. started. Just a smooch. Just a scotch. And I texted you because de- uh, what was the opening? Depp and, and Cartwheel? What's his name? Yep. Jack Cartwheel, I believe is his name. Sloppy. Not a fan. I tell you, man, I don't know if you listened to Meltzer. I was like, this guy was at a different show than we were. Uh, because he was on his knees for it or what? I mean, even just... Was he talking like it was like the show was the greatest show you ever seen? Uh, no. Oh. And he definitely... Did he shit he, on the show? No. No. I so mean... What, what, what was... What, where, 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 we, where did we not meet on it? Uh, just, well, like Flamita's match with... Uh, whoever's Flamita's match was with. I, I have the card in front of me. Let me pull it up. But he was like, you know, oh, that was a hell of a match. And I'm like, ah, that it was, was with the, the Little Rascals and Flamita and... Uh, no, not... Ray Horace, was it? Or are you talking no, about Bandito well, and Taurus? I'm talking about Demonic Flamita uh-huh. versus Ares. Mm-hmm. A-R-E-Z. That was the one when that was over. We were like, if anybody throws any money into the oh, ring. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I, I went to the bathroom during that match. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. You, you really like that match? Yeah. Oh. This is what I'm saying. I'm like, well, subjective art form is all I can Well, it is a subjective to. art form. I mean, but he was I'm, also, you know, he's over there worrying about his kid and, and his girlfriend, too. He might have just been worried about if they were having a good time. And not paying he kept attention. turning to them saying, stop making out. <laughs> This is, you know, this is a, we're in a pandemic. You know, you know I, I shouldn't even be sitting here. I didn't bring you guys down here on vacation for this. This is, I understand we stood in line for the, for the rental car for four hours, but uh, this is not a vacation. This is yeah. work. I'm going to yeah. write off that car. I'm going to yeah. write off the whole thing. So put your tongue back in your mouth and pay attention. It's a write-off. The whole thing is a, I, a I, My favorite part, because, you know, uh, Melter either wasn't able to cut the line, didn't cut the line, but I saw him I know. saddling up with his son in some seats, like about three rows from the very back. And I said, holy shit. And then he left his son sitting there. And I almost, I, you know, I, as I said to you, I wanted to go sit down and just strike up a conversation, which I did not. But at the point that I saw Dave up hanging out in the front, I was like, if he fucking leaves them sitting here and he goes sits up front, I'm, I'm also going to fucking lose my shit. Uh, but sure enough, he was back and, and he enjoyed the show, a PWG show from as far away as he's ever seen one. I have never seen that before. That was the worst, <laughs> the I, worst seats Meltzer has ever had at a mm, PWG. Mm, mm, mm. What was well, the, what was the, was, oh, so the reason I brought it up. Yeah. Deppin and cartwheel were in the ring. According to you, you were texting me yes. updates. Yes. Cause the show started half an hour late and I was like, that's Excellent. right. Good. So I texted you, you tell them that I said to get word to them that I said to stretch it out. Well, I think, I don't think I remember to tell you that when Excalibur finally came back out to start the show, Okay. He goes, the reason we're starting late is there's an asshole in this first match who refused to come out here until 630, which Deppin then took credit for. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's so brilliant. 
<laughs> so whatever really happened, we'll never know. But uh, well, Meltzer claimed that it was Black Taurus who was late. Taurus was supposed to be in the opening match, and then they rearranged the card, and then suddenly Black Taurus was in the main event with Bandito. Does that make any sense? Uh, only if you want to, um, you know, honor people who are late. <laughs> You're like, uh, best thing you can do for your career is fucking show up. So we got to put you in the main. Yeah, right. So That's instead of weird. being in the opening match, you'll be in the main event for the belt. You know, the thing with, you know, there's a couple things in PWG that I've sort of noticed. One, you know, if you have the belt for very long at all, right, crowd turns on you. The other thing, though, is without fail, any motherfucker who comes there for their first match gets the fucking please come back because I saw Fool's debut on fucking Sunday where I was like, okay, thanks for coming. Jack Cartwheel, I'll see you on the other side, bro. Like, yeah. I'll probably see you at GCW next week, but I don't, I'm not going to fucking, come on, please. That, I mean, this is what I'm saying. I did not see this match, but this was, uh, you know, Meltzer was like, this guy had a better debut than, who did he compare it to? Jake Atlas or somebody. Well, you know, are we talking about people who broke their hip or are we talking about people who had a fucking good match when they debuted? You know, like, it's whatever. But uh, what I'm trying to talk about <laughs> is fucking, you know, people who, who had a good time. So to me, Jack Cartwheel, it was, he was, it, 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 yeah, I don't know. It wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. But um, again, the beautiful thing about this is everyone is allowed to feel however they want to feel. That's and right. Disagree. You know? Well, the crowd was so subdued that that was the most subdued uh, it, I've I've ever witnessed a PWG crowd. Oh yeah, as far as like chants or just across the board. Across the board. Hmm. Chants for sure. But like, um, I loved. I love Brody versus JD Drake. And as I said to you, when you got there, I go, yeah. JD Drake went from a fucking inverted atomic drop to a body slam to a falling head. But let's not tip the bit, but it really fucking made a, an impression on me. Oh, uh, boy. And also then I can't remember what, what the other match was, but I'm going like, I got to fucking go to PWG to see a goddamn body slam. Is it the only place on that, fucking earth that people yes. are doing body slams? That was during John Gresham and Lee Moriarty. There we go. All right. Now we again, a lot of new faces. Lee Moriarty, I was not familiar with. Right. So it's funny. I, I somehow in my fucking, you know, deteriorated brain, oh boy. I was like, that's Lee Moriarty. Like I somehow was able to generate that name when I saw him, but yes. I don't know why that is. And other than obviously knowing that that is a person. And I must have seen him, but I don't know that I've seen him wrestle before. Uh, well, you must have then. How else would you know? I mean, but sometimes you just read results and maybe you see a photo or you see a clip or something, you know? Because I don't think it's not like it's not like I saw him in 2010 or something. I don't think he's it's not a guy who's been around like that. What are you going into the laser disc? Stay out of the laser disc for this. <laughs> I wish. To. <laughs> um, Lee Let Moriarty I'm just putting his name into into the Google okay yes you know what I what? had just seen him wrestle with Carlos on that 
um, GCW Warrior. Show. No, the I remember I was talking about how I watched that Warrior wrestling show. That's where I saw Ninja Mac for the first time. Oh yes, and all those guys. So I saw him on that because he he wears the headphones out to the ring. Um. So I I must. That's that's exactly what it was. I had just seen him. The apex he, of combat. He's in MLW, but I saw him on that Warrior Wrestling show like a okay. like a week ago. So <laughs> we just solved it. <laughs> so it finally I've makes got sense. problems. You said no, you don't have problems. Well, well I mean, we all have problems, but <laughs> you um, just saw him wrestle uh, Danhausen. Is that yeah, right? I'm looking at Warrior Wrestling. There you go, from that football field where from Ninja Mac made such an impression on me. You know, I still have, I mean, obviously we both have still yet to see Dan Housen live and in person. But you know who we're going to see this Saturday? This Saturday? Ninja, Ninja Mac. At, On at the GCW G- show? That's right. I mean, if we don't get the COVID alert on our phones from PWG, we, we've got to get it at the GCW show, right? <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that what you're hoping for? or? I, I wouldn't call it a hope. I'm calling it a, a a solid prediction. I feel like you're out there just saying, come and, come and get me. Come and hey, get man, me. I survived Grateful Shred at the Moroccan Lounge. Sure. You know, and then the, just, they, they just, somebody just sent me a, an LA Magazine article about like that they have been linked to an outbreak in like wherever they were, Santa, Santa Rosa or Santa, not Santa Rosa. Everywhere the, they've been. They did two shows. They did our show. They did the show in LA and then they did two nights in another venue. And then the two nights in the other venue is where like (laughs) everybody at the show Uh, got sick. Well, you know, this is, this is where we're at, dude. I flew to Detroit where it's no longer even thing. You should come over here. It's not even a thing here. So when we drove out to Colorado, it, it, it was not a thing. But all roads lead to Game Change Wrestling on Saturday. Ninja Mac, uh, you better be under a hood. And uh, whoever else they have booked, you know, if there's a, if there's a card. Is there a card? You know, I mean, you got to believe that OG Kevin Gill is going to be there. Did you see that picture of him and Paul Heyman from like 20 years ago? No. I think he, I think he posted it on his uh, social media somewhere. I mean, like, OG Kevin Gill, he, in this picture, he looked like he weighed 120 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, string bean. It was, it, was, it was a thing of beauty, you know? All right, so far. At Give it to me. Next Saturday is GCW No Signal in the Hills show, live from the Ukraine Culture Center. We've got Dante Leone versus Ninja Mac. Tony Deppen versus ASF. AJ Gray versus Lee Moriarty. The Second Gear Crew, Mance Warner and Matthew Justice versus Bussy, which is Allie Catch and Effie. Uh, Nick Gage versus Dark Sheik. Tag team match, Joey Janela and Marco Stunt versus 440H, which is Atticus Coger and Ricky Shane Page. That's some of the guys who were outside of the ring that cost Gage that. Uh, okay. And Chris Dickinson versus Starboy Charlie. 
That's, that's the card as it shakes out right now. So you got to think. Most of the people there will be COVID positive. <laughs> we'll have no no masks on. No, it's that's that's a that's an LA County thing. You can't fucking Brett Tell Lauderdale to, doesn't get to the side. Well, the, I I didn't see a mask on every single person. Not even that I saw at PWG, but that came up to say hello. Sure. <laughs> so. Well, again, I think we're just at a point where everyone has to make a decision of what they want to do, you know. Um, it's unfortunate. I'm not saying it's right, but that's just that's just where it is, you know. Uh, but I think for Matt Cardona to, to steal this belt and then just not m- make make towns, you know, like why isn't he on the program? Why, why, why is there... Yeah, why isn't he on the program? How come, you know, He's busy at fucking one of the Disneyland, Disney World resorts. He can't fucking be bothered to show up. And that would be. Has he tweeted any pictures of himself at Disneyland or anything Absolutely. like that? Absolutely. He went to Disneyland oh. almost directly and he had the belt with him. That is <laughs> incredible. He also, deal, yesterday, deal work. he also, yesterday, like, he goes, anybody who buys anything from my fucking pro wrestling tees today, I'll call you and thank you. He's fucking Cardona, he's doing it, man. He's fucking doing it. He's not just uh, an internet champion anymore, bro. You know what? This should be said. When after the main event, Bandito beat Black Taurus. Mm-hmm. Flamita, who's evil now. He's the mm-hmm. demonic Flamita. Yeah, well, he's, sure. also, he's also really trying his best to, to impress Vince McMahon. Well, you never know, dude. I mean, the thing is, well, if you don't change your sheets, you can also get a lot of acne on your back, you know? Got to make sure. You know what? It, maybe it's a fucking reaction to some uh, fabric softener. We don't know. Maybe he maybe maybe has uh, bed bugs. Maybe mm. he he just moved into an apartment over an off track. Imagine attic. if those were all bed bug bites. Jesus, <laughs> it would be fucking. Suddenly he's like sleeping at a Sirius XM circa two thousand eight. <laughs> bed bug sniffing dog just goes belly up. Oh, just fucking dies. That's, that's one of Pop Man's best bits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got him. <laughs> the dog just shakes off on your bed, rolls around in the sheets. I think that's a Greg Johnson bit. Is that Greg Johnson? I'm picturing Pop Man doing it. I think that was GJ. I have no idea. We're talking there was 13 a years ago now. Well, you know, you know, but you know the bit that came out of us thinking that, that Pop had bed bugs because we were like, you know, waking up in the middle of the night, fucking pulling the flashlight out, being like, what the fuck? And finally, the the bit about when he he went to Docs on Thirty Fourth, which was the place that I was going at the time for any kind of medical attention, and he uh-huh. saw a doctor who had gone to the Autonomous University of Guadalajara, uh, and then that guy was of no help. And then he finally saw somebody who was like, "Oh, you're probably just allergic to this soap or whatever you're using." And as soon as he stopped, he was fine. So it was like, it was clear. It was just a, a pure allergic reaction to like a product he was using. Right. But it, but the, the autonomous university of Guadalajara bit, uh, was born out of him thinking he had bed bugs. God, I'm not saying you got to go to Johns Hopkins to look at my body, but <laughs> well, I mean, Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm waiting for a call back. Um, 
what? Why did I get this text in fucking Spanish? Oh, for God's uh, sake. Uh, you better almost not Flamita, dude. You better double check. Be <laughs> I think it's just he needs to wash his bed sheets. I think that's all the problem is. Yeah. I, um, did I even tell you about this? I stubbed my toe. Oh, yeah. Well, I saw you on Sunday. I had yeah, crutches. No, you, you sent me a photo. I did send you a photo, (laughs) which as soon as I sent it, I was like, Vince is not going to enjoy this. Here's the thing, dude, Maddie, here's the thing. When I saw it, I was like, when someone breaks a toe, there's just something like the, the, a photo is usually sent you're not the first person. It, it, there's something about the broken toe that like it requires photographic evidence. So don't, you know, you don't, I didn't, I didn't mean to shame you. I was just, I didn't feel shame. (laughs) No, I, I, I felt regret. (laughs) <laughs> because I was like, as soon as I sent it, I was like, why did I just send? Because even if, because all I wanted to show off, I was like, this is the, the most insane bruising oh, I've ever got. Fucked up, yeah. But no then at the same that. time, I'm like, I just sent a fucking picture to, to, to one of my best friends of like my fucking nasty. <laughs> not, not nasty, but it was just, it was busted up, you know, but, but it was, that's the deal. Oh, it's busted up. I, so I finally got the official word from, from medical professionals. Amputee. There is. Yeah, amputate. That's right. <laughs> they got to take off. Ab- absolutely. They said you're going to get the Kamala, the Ugandan giant treatment. You, no more truck driving in Toronto. Yeah, not even without without the diabetes. Uh, fractured, small mm. fracture at the base of the toe. I got to go see a uh, podiatrist specialist just to make sure. Cast all the way up to the groin. I'm guessing. I'm just going to guess. It's it's rear window, dude. It's going to be me watching <laughs> wrestling with my binoculars for the rest of the fucking summer. Uh, but you were saying after the main, uh, Flamita comes out. They're attacking Bandito. Um, I think also someone, someone else, some other heel came out. Well, I think it, it was that tag team. There was a tag team, right? Uh, from, from oh. earlier. Aramis and Ray Horace. I thought they were good guys. Well, it doesn't matter. People are people are scratching their heads. They're going, these dickheads were at the show just a couple of days ago. But it, that's on them. That's not for well. Me. No, 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 no. It's on. It's on fucking dipshit who introduces the fucking wrestlers. Well, you can't. You can't hear all. Lot you can't understand a thing he's saying. And you know, where is four, Angelo? Why is four, he retired? Issue four thirteen. The gig is up on me being the encyclopedia. Okay. Stop it. You have been trying to run away from that moniker since issue one <laughs> you're like please don't come at me <laughs> don't say that um this is, this is immediately you're like roddy piper in the tag team tv movie where he's like i can't i can't when he's stressing out about the written test let me say this. the body's like who are the three most popular wrestlers today and suddenly that becomes his mnemonic device to remember rules and regulations and penal codes I usually just try to make, put it to a song uh, for the second time uh-huh. for only the second time since I've started going to PWG in 2013. Did I walk up to say my name and be admitted into the building and look at Danny? who We all know and would love and say, damn, Danny has slimmed down. Danny looks pretty good. Like some people during this pandemic have gone a different way. I myself gained 20 pounds. I'm, oh, I myself but, am now wearing a triple X t-shirt. <laughs> but I said, damn, there's only one other time I remember, you know, thinking about Danny and going, man, Danny looks good tonight. And so there it was. I walked in the building and moved on with my life until I was, I was so excited to see them. 
Until him and the other dude with the yeah. um, who I, if he's not a worker, he's he he's he must have been at some point, right? He's either he is either a professional ring crew assembler, but he is he yeah. is definitely in the mix. And uh, yes, I was like, "What is up, man?" I was like, "Thank you very much." I said, "Because you know." we had six tickets across fucking, you know, one person goes in, another person. So I said, yeah. uh, I said, I've got a uh, X amount left. He goes, yeah. I go, Hey man, really appreciate it. Thanks very much. I walked right up. Well, I, I crutched right up there. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, what's going on? You know, I'm up, but Vince Averill, he's already in there. I'm one more. And I'm like, Oh, thank you. Great to see you guys. He goes, yeah, man. It's great to see you too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Dragon got himself in working. Well, he so don't remember. He don't remember that night. He doesn't. Thankfully, he don't remember that night. Oh, he he remembers. That was the last. I mean, you want to talk about how many issues ago was that when yeah. Dragon came back the last time? Yeah, and you, turned you two, heel. You guys had a set to different, very different crowd reactions each time. But here's the point. So then, Dragon pops. So the lights go out. Super Dragon standing with the, there, with, but with the flicker, so you know. So you know. You get the flicker. It's not just the lights are out, light come back on. It's not Sabu. You see the right. flicker. There's Something's a flicker happening. that happens. And then you say, okay, this is going to be Super Dragon. That, that's how you know it's Super Dragon. Or someone in Super Dragon's outfit, which has also happened. So the, the reason I brought all this up is because you brought up Cordona. These dumb motherfuckers start throwing some, a couple uh, people started throwing shit in the ring at them. And it's yeah. like, we, we can't have it. Can't have it. I wonder what, like, I wonder what the correlation between, like, who was not wearing a mask and who threw shit in the ring at Super. Well, okay, beyond that, let it's me just, just say one circle. That when that started, yeah, there was one person who was like, like taking a full water bottle and like, like shaking it at the ring, like spraying the ring and then throwing the bottle, and he did it to the point that Super Dragon turned around because he was just. Super Dragon was being showered and I saw Super Dragon turn around and I said, okay, this motherfucker might be in trouble. And then I realized, well, he had, uh, he did it at a point where Super Dragon had other business. Right. Because I feel like eight and a half times out of 10, if you are visibly doing that to Super Dragon, he's about to come and visit you. Dude, I, I, I shouted stupid dragon. (laughs) <laughs> once and he knew it was me <laughs> well but here's he came the, he, out it, to rip my head off he ha- at, the, at the point you did it he didn't have a bunch of other angle to complete he had a lot of angle to complete and that guy was saved because of it uh i believe at the point i did it roderick strong had the microphone and was ready to fucking say something maybe hmm. perhaps perhaps i have no idea so there's old super dragon yeah yeah. But you know, to to Dave Meltzer's point, this is it sets a bad precedent to be you know. No, I mean, I remember I said to you, I go, I don't yeah. think this would have been happening if that fucking shit at GCW didn't happen. Like it, it, it you know, fucking it monkey see, even, monkey do. Yeah, it didn't even dawn on me till you said. I was like, I was like, oh my god, you're absolutely right. But uh, nobody was bang. throwing anything at Evil Uno when he was. <laughs> Preventing poor Orange Cassidy from putting his hands in his pockets. Bing, bang, boom. There's Malachi Black. And Malachi Black comes out, and guess what? Super Dragon fears Malachi Black. 
And cut oh, to bye me. Bye bye, Super Dragon. Cut to me at LAX at about four fifteen in the morning, sitting on a chair, trying to figure out why on earth I would ever fly out at that time. And I bring my head up. And there's Malachi Black. Shut up. And did the lights um, go out in the terminal and then come back on? And he's no, standing in man. Front of but her? I looked up. I said, "There's a," and then there, there's Zelina Vega standing next to him. She was like super fucking in, uh, incognito, though. She had like oh, well, she's got to be four different outfits, uh, sunglasses and hats and everything. But I was like, God damn. But he's like, he's just in a fucking cut off t-shirt. He like, he did everything but the makeup and he was hanging out, you know? <laughs> uh, man, oh man, oh man. But, um, yeah, I, uh, I really liked the Brody King and the, and the JD Drake match. I liked the, yes. the Gresham. Um, yeah. And, um, Moriarty. Yes. And, and I thought, uh, the, uh, the bandito, and fucking um, uh, Black Taurus match was was good. Mm-hmm. Those were those were my three. I tell you, man, when they came back from the break, and Bandito and Taurus came up for the belt, I was like, "Holy shit, mm-hmm. we really are going to get MSK like defending crazy, the belts, yeah, in the main event." But then when you know the, the ring announcer, he's like, "You know, this is our main event." I was like, "Ah, yes." But then they did the big angle at the end. I mean, you know. Big angle at the end. Absolutely. It's Mystery Vortex. That's, it, there's two reasons to do this Mystery Vortex. To either hide... I mean, you're, you're not announcing the card. So it's right. either we are hiding some superstar who's showing up, some big surprises, or we are hiding the fact that this is not exactly a card if we advertise that people would be wetting their pants over. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think when PWG was was super duper hot, um, it was more just like like surprise matchups. Like you weren't so much worried, like oh, who's gonna like? Right. It, it was more like oh, we know there's gonna be it's gonna be hot. We just don't know in what way. And this, you know, this, you know, when they announced it, I don't think they already knew, you know, the number of pieces that would be in place to like generate fucking speculation you know it's not like they they found out like oh daniel bryan is free and punk is free and right and whoever right. else and they're like okay it's time to fucking say this because then people because the other thing was the show was already fucking sold out it didn't you know it's not like well, they used I, it to sell I, it out certainly not no 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 but i'm just uh, I, for me there was there is that concern of like i don't know this delta variant is fucking heating up in town I've probably got a broken toe. <laughs> Do I drag myself? A lot of factors. A lot of factors. A lot of factors. And then there, there was a certain degree of this is not a card I would have dragged myself down, you know, right into harm's way to see. Right. Although, let me make it clear: no regrets, <laughs> no retreat, no surrender. Just make sure you get that spelled right. You know, with the, when you talk to the tattoo guy. No regrets and no egrets either. I hate birds. Oh, well, ever since I saw that documentary, egrets, regret, you know. Um, you know what I'm talking about when I say that? No. That's a documentary that um, Stephen, P, uh, Stephen Keaton made the dad on Family Ties. Oh, for, my for God. <laughs> you are 100% correct. I do remember that. Oh, God bless you. Because he worked for public television. Right. God. The egress regret. When, you know, when their, their kid um, 
MJF. Right? What That's is one of their, <laughs> their kids? MJF. <laughs> yeah. MJF, Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Alex P. Keaton. That's right. God damn it. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I, I got some fucking, you know, I got Pluto. I can fucking make references. Okay. I well, I have the full series on DVD. Look at you. So you're not so, so yeah. not so fucking big. I mean, look, look, you I'm pretty fucking big. You do enjoy commercial breaks. I enjoy commercial breaks. You enjoy picture in picture. Maybe not as much as Domino's Pizza enjoys Nick Gage <laughs> matches on. Bro. Bro. Did you pick up on that when it happened? Because I picked up on it immediately. No, because I I watched later, so I had already heard. I was already aware of it. Yeah. You know, when it happened. So um I wasn't there in real time, but uh Still, it, it, it didn't lose a whole lot of heat for me, even though I knew it was coming. I mean, just this is one of these things, too, because I, I, I worked in commercial in traffic. They used to call sure. it traffic commercial operations. And it's like you get these things. What that is, is you're putting you make the schedule of you basically put together a puzzle every day. Of where what commercials go where, and you have all the commercials that ad sales has sold, and then you fill in the pieces. Um, and obvious things like you can't have two competing car commercials in the same right break. You can't have McDonald's once called us up and complained that one of their commercials ran next to a Pepto Bismol commercial. Let me ask you this: yes. when you get when you get one of those breaks where you see the same ad like two or three times that's intentional that's called a piggyback where you piggyback the two commercials together yes at home you're going like wait did they fuck up why am i seeing the same ad but that's on purpose they fuck with you that is on purpose right um you want to hear something that's gonna that blew my mind that made no sense you know i got no time for this geico there are separations like like different spots it's like you can't put them within 30 minutes of each other Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want that overkill. Geico has, at least at the time I worked at Spike TV, a 45-minute separation. Oh. Which, to me, I was like, I feel like every fucking commercial break, I see a Geico spot. These oh, are not mean 40... Like, like, their ads have to be 45 minutes apart. Meaning, oh. meaning their commercial runs at 2.45. Yeah. You're not supposed to see another one until 3.30. Hmm. Curious. That is not my experience. <laughs> Yeah, watching television. Um, it was but, it was so quite, so oh, so so. My point is the things like you know I used to have fun with it, and I would put like like you can't you cannot under any circumstance will you ever see a liquor commercial in the same break as a car commercial. You know things like that. Mm. I used to amuse myself. I would put uh, the condom commercials next to the liquor commercials. Okay. But uh, this this is a whole new level of a Domino's commercial running. Well, well, they would have no idea, though. They would have no idea. Of course they wouldn't. But, um, I mean, amazing that that match took place on national TV. uh, Yeah. In the main event. um, Like, you know, that that's like it. It it's and and it's also one of those things where I it must have between it must have been the Domino's thing 
but something pushed it out far enough where I heard from a couple people, my brother and some other people who were like, what's this really? Nick Jericho or uh, Chris Jericho versus Nick Gage shit. What is this? You know, that's amazing. Um, I mean, we, I, we should at least say it for if, if anyone doesn't know during the picture to picture, which is during the commercial break, you can still see the wrestling in the corner. A Domino's commercial is running while Nick Gage yeah. is literally cutting open Chris Jericho's face with a with pizza, a pizza cutter. Right. With a pizza cutter. But you know, <laughs> I fucking I I loved that they were like whether they were or they weren't. My thought was they're going okay. A lot of these motherfuckers have never seen this shit. They're gonna think this or that. So let me start with this fucking pizza cutter. I'm gonna fucking yeah. slash your arm. So there's no doubt, right? That of what's happening here. Like I'm using a fucking real pizza cutter on you and we're fucking doing this thing. Cause they healed when he fucking started with it and then just fucking slashed his arm. That was I'm, great. Yeah. It was on dude. Uh, and, um, yeah, it was, it, it, you know, blood and guts, dude, whatever, but Hey man, blood and guts. So the promotion, they're just a bunch of blood and guts. <laughs> I mean, it, it, let's ignore the fact that it opened with a, fucking five-star 10-man elimination match mm. which mm-hmm. completely stole you know this week of wrestling for me that's the thing that was that was one of those match i mean w- no go ahead please the, I, I, let say. me just say this the lesson for me is you don't miss you, i mean no one needs to miss anything anymore because if you didn't dvr it you can find it whatever but like traditionally speaking don't miss don't miss the top of dynamite because they're going to fucking start hot. Right. They're always going to start hot. I mean, doesn't it remind you of Saturday night's main event where it's like they would open with the Hogan match? Right. They always open hot because it is that thing. I mean, Saturday night's main event, it was very much like it's almost like a house show the way they would book it because it's like the big matches early. Yeah. And then end with something for, you know, I think for them though, it's like for center, I mean, event, it's like, well, let's, let's pop a rating when it's still kind of uh, matters. Like, I mean, we're already out of prime time, but like, I was going to matter at the fucking, you know, and you got to think too. It's like little kids are staying up late to see Hogan. We got to get Hogan out now. I mean, there is also, it's, it's, it's not an, un, I, I'm sure it came from Dick Ebersole because it's not a, a uncommon practice for late night television in general. It's like, you know, you're going to watch the tonight show. The big guest is first, right? Well, you know? also when you watch SNL, when does the fucking weird shit start at 1230? Right, like, exactly. Right. Yeah. You do the funniest stuff up top because it's like, this is people are going to go to bed. Yeah. Yep. But uh, uh, dynamite man, God, that opening match. That was like, we were just talking about this. I'm like, I feel like I am a kid. On a Saturday night, I don't have homework to do. I don't have any. There's no problems in my life. There's no problems in the world. It's just, it's exciting. I'm invested. The fucking, I mean, hang the package they do. Go then going into Hangman, you know, Hangman coming out with the Dark Order. Just the, the, the Dark Order, like, I just, first of all, slight digression, I enjoy endlessly how much people hated 
the Dark Order at first. And it, granted, it has become something drastically different. But yes. just seeing where it has gone. I, I, you, know, you know, for me, it's, it has sort of been a, an up and down because at first I wasn't really like, I wasn't into it. And then I got mm-hmm. into it. And then I felt like it turned into a total comedy thing. And mm-hmm. now it has pulled out of that. So like I, I have, I've had different phases with the Dark Order. But yes, I'm, I think we all I'm, have. I'm, I'm back on. Like back on they, they're at a point now where it has become this. This is the, this, this is the group of the underdogs who will not s- s- give up. Right. You know, which I love. Um, then that, their entrance was enough for me. But when those motherfuckers came out, when the elite came out doing like the Space uh, Jam yep. NBA, I was beyond beyond the pale. I was like, especially once it was like, oh, this is a real like like yeah. interstitial. This is a real partnership. When they started playing like the legit like the jock jam music mm-hmm. and they had the basketballs and shit, I was like, God, this is so there is so much there is just there has there, there's a lot of joylessness right on the WWE program yeah take your pick you know and there is so much like failed attempt by Vince McMahon at god we need some entertainment on this thing right let's have Shawn Michaels dress up like Colonel Sanders you know, and for them to, because I could I, give that same scenario to Vince and imagine how he would fuck it up. And, <laughs> let's not, you let's know not even mean? worry about it. I'm not, not even worried about no, it. I know you're not worried it, about it, but I just mean like, yeah, of course it would just be a fucking show. Yeah. And instead of like, because he can't, he can't just do the thing. Just have them dress like basketball players, introduce themselves like basketball players, and then go out. But they also don't have guys who are in a position to do it without you going like, uh, you know, like that. Right. That's the because at no point did the elite lose their heelness, you know, right, or it wasn't just like it, it. It didn't. It didn't elicit the groan. Right. Like when. when when Don Callis came out in those gym shorts. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the heat, dude. That's what kept the heat. That, that was, was heat. like, I fucking howled, cackled. I couldn't believe. And I was like, this is, this is the kind of thing that it's like in, 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 in a different company's hands. Mm. And, but it, God, God, just the fucking intro to that match. And then the match happens. And it's like, I am, it, it was paced so well, booked so well. Everything happened right when it should happen. Even the fact that, you know, Hangman losing his opportunity. I'm like, it fucking worked mm-hmm. at every fucking turn for me. God, yeah. I love that match. Yeah, man. Them doing the fucking, uh, Nick Jackson trying to like doing the slam dunk into the fucking, you know, Meltzer driver or whatever it was. Yep. Yep. And then missing and then grabbing it again. I mean, yeah. I will say on, on the other side, I did breathe a sigh of relief when I found out that the, uh, 
that the NXT takeover on SummerSlam weekend is not actually in Las Vegas. Because I was like oh, kind of gripping that we're like leaving yes. on that Sunday. But then I asked our friend and he said, it's at the fucking CWC. So, um, oh, well, yeah. what a relief. So I was like, all right, cool, man. No problem. I'll be back home. Just fucking chilling. Beautiful. Yeah. Full. Yeah. Um, now, how much, what's, what's the over under on how much heat does John Moxley have with you for mm-hmm. basically calling Hiroshi Tanahashi a coward? Well, here's the deal, dude. Um, you know, uh, heat's what keeps you warm at night when it means that Tanahashi's going to be in LA, baby. And uh, <laughs> so whatever you got to do, you know, if that's mm-hmm. what... If, uh, he didn't need to do that because Tanahashi already said he's fucking coming and he said he's going to get that fucking belt in a snap. So uh, first on the list, you're going to come fuck up Moxley, dude. You know, and then um, if it's true, what we're hearing... Um, uh, you know, after he gets through Archer at, at the fucking resurgence, then maybe he faces Moxley at all out. That's what I'm hearing. So that would be even better, dude. See him in LA and he gets that belt off that big idiot. And then he goes to fucking Chicago and fucking tells Moxley. Yeah. He's the coward now, motherfucker. I'm one in 100 years. What the fuck are you? You know, as a bald man. Tanahashi's got all the hair in this one. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. So I'm just, I, I like, as I said, dude, now that you're not going away, I had to get some other seats for us. I said, the only way he's going to see our chest painted, we got to be a little closer to the ring. So thank you. Um, we'll get up there. He's also doing a fucking, um, they've done this for some of the other guys who've come over um, through the, like their global shop where you can, if you buy a piece of merch that, they, that they're going to sign, you can like ask a question. So I was like, I, I've like almost any piece of Tanahashi merchandise I have at this point, but I was just looking to see. They do have a pair of boxer shorts in the style of his G1 trunks from like 2019 or something, you know? So now you've got something to wear underneath Eddie Kingston's pants when you when I give peel them those off and give them back to him. <laughs> uh, and I'm still hopeful. So, you know, here's the thing. I've heard some speculation because, you know, Moxley also issued the challenge to the Good Brothers in LA. Right. And he said, I have a friend I'm meeting in LA for drinks anyway. So we're going to come over there, you know, and handle you, uh, whatever. And then I heard some speculation that, you know, it's Callahan. And I think that speculation is only born out of the fact that there's been a show announced with those two teaming at some point, And it just happened at the same time. I don't think, you know, fingers crossed. My immediate thoughts is like, that's Eddie Kingston because him and Kingston already have, an issue with those two guys, you know? Right. And so like the fucking, you know, the Sammy Callahan saliva machine, that's a whole other story for another promotion. I don't, I don't think Sammy's coming over there, you know, fingers crossed, knock on wood that we get to see Eddie and Mox. So like I say, I don't even got to bring the pants to Chicago. I can just bring Eddie's pants down there to the, uh, that venue in LA, which was still a question mark in its own right. But, uh, at least the- it's outside. Uh, also a benefit. Yes. Yes. No, that's great. Um, I think it's just in a courtyard in front of the fucking Coliseum. Best I can tell from all of my research. Um, I'm but maybe we bump into Eddie and, you know, I say, Hey, look, these are the pants in the same bodega bank you sent over, dude. All I did was showing my friends. Okay. I didn't never put them on. So 
It's all good. Never put them on. Don't feel, didn't feel right about it then. Don't feel right about it now. Remember, remember the emails we exchanged where I asked you, can I please just not? And you wouldn't. You, you made me take them. So no more. It's over. And, and, it, and, and be like, and say to him, look, if it's an issue of right is right, give me back my money. <laughs> I've seen you. I've seen you over there in outfits that need yeah. these pants. Can you just please yeah. take the pants back and stop the charade? It's important to me. It's important to the fans. Yeah. You're cheating everyone. Just stop. Um, why are you, why are your hands on my throat? Matt, why is his, why are his hands on my throat? And mean, meanwhile, I'm unconscious on the ground and John Moxley's <laughs> putting cigarettes out on my fucking back. I ain't worried, dude. If it's in LA, Carlos will be there, dude. Carlos will fuck him up. Carlos is a, uh, <laughs> he's a caged animal, man. Don't, don't rile him. Ain't nobody going to fuck with me when Carlos is in the area. I ain't worried about it. <clears throat> Only other thing I want to mention before we move on is uh, I, I, Thunderosa versus Julia Hart. Love that match. Well, Thunderosa is one of the finest wrestlers in all the world currently. So now signed ex- exclusively with All Elite Wrestling. That's what they said on the play by play, I thought. No, I saw, I saw, the, uh, okay. I saw like a, a Twitter announcement as well that she's like, she got out of her NWA deal and she's over I love there. love it. It's where she belongs. And Julia Hart, I, I love, I, I love the, the act, her and the Varsity Blondes. It's, it's brilliant. I mean, we keep hearing this is where the big boys play, so. Apparently. Now, uh, let me ask you this before, uh, if there's anything else before we Rick get Flair got his release, yeah. Rick Flair's, here's, here's, here's what I was going to tweet at Tony Khan. And this is when I noticed I was blocked by Ben and Jerry's because for whatever reason, I was like, well, you know, I might as well incorporate it into the gimmick I'm working lately. Um, I'd say 2020. I feel like you would have never had an issue if you hadn't started saying I am, you know, everyone else was saying you were, and right. you were sort of playing along at the point that you started saying I am, I yeah. think that is when Ben and Jerry's had to be like, okay. Well, in my mind, I was, I was always curious, like whoever this, you know, 25 year old kid that they have running the Ben and Jerry's Twitter account had to have been sitting there like, fuck, what do we, what do I do about this? There's, People think this comedian is the mm-hmm. CEO. And then, and then I started tagging them in posts because I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to lean into it. This is the greatest turn of events that could have happened. You know? Well, here's the thing. Tonight was the night the line was crossed. That's why you got blocked. But That's also, right. I think that you being blocked by them isn't going to hurt you at all because anyone who um, is confused enough to be like, oh, this must be the CEO... Yeah, is not doing the the you know is not carving back to be like oh well oh. they're blocked by Ben and Jerry's though like no say they, you're fine they weren't even doing the minimum amount of effort <laughs> to read my bio right exactly exactly, exactly. You know? you're good you're gonna be fine they would type in Matt McCarthy and be like all right here we go it's just too fucking good um so now I so, so now so now I think starting tomorrow probably you know by the time you hear this, I will have already tweeted pictures of the disheveled Baron Corbin mm. as though that were myself. Like, you know, I'm out on the street now after <laughs> Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> they fired me. I lost all my stock options. I'm destitute. My, my identity's been stolen. They Mother took my car. John Cena, help me. Help me, John Cena. Dude, let's get a GoFundMe going. Uh, but I you know, when, when Corbin comes shuffling out, did you watch SmackDown? I didn't see SmackDown. Oh, so you open up, it's, you know, Cena's up there up top and then Corbin, inter- he comes shuffling out with his, you know, he's got the stain on his shirt. Sure. 
He's in such a bad way. He's in bad shape, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I wanted to bring up is uh, now, now when you go golfing with say like, uh, you know, our, our dear friend, Chris Fairbanks. Yeah. You don't treat him the way that Cameron Grimes treats LA Knight. No, 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 no. I, good. I just, I knew, but I just, we needed to have it documented. Well, I'm also, I'm not caddying for him either, but you know. See, I thought that Fairbanks had you caddy for him. <laughs> no, I just caddy for my boy, Dan Blue. That's the only person I caddy for. Oh, Dan Blue. Yeah. But other than that, I just handle my own shit, you know, but, um, you know, they got who was it? Was it, was it Dan Blue or who was it? Who was the one that went into like the VFW? We were just talking about it because we're, you know, we're back on the streets of Milford. DB is here with me and uh, we were talking about, um, so it's a long story, but there we, was a man. We, yeah, I was going to ask if you could fill the kids in in case people don't so, know. So the, 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 like the first day I have a driver's license, I'm off my permit, I have a driver's license and we're going to basketball practice and I'm making a left turn and it's a situation where the oncoming traffic does not have two lanes. There's one lane. So if you're waiting for someone to turn as well, you got to wait. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm cool. So I go start to go left. This truck comes over the opposite curb and like is separated from my car by like a hair. And this dude in the truck just starts yelling his face turned red. And my boy, Dan Blue, he was a little more, you know, boisterous than I was in those days. And he hopped out of the car. He's like, fuck you, man. Fuck, you know, getting after him. I'm like, Dan, please just get in the car, please. Can we just go? Can we go? So we, you know, we pull away and, and we actually see that the guy like kind of tails us a little bit, but he leaves. Yeah. So then like, I don't know, probably a couple months later, we're like turning left into like a restaurant. It's a, it's a small town. We're turning left into a restaurant and we're waiting. There's oncoming traffic and someone behind us is just honking. And it's him. And it's not because he knows who we are. It's because he's an asshole. It's because he's and an so asshole. We turn in to this restaurant and we realize it's him. And so the decision is made. Let's go see what the fucking this guy's problem is. <laughs> so we start to follow him and we pull up at his house and he parks and then we pull up alongside him. Um, I'm driving. Dan is in the passenger seat. We got another guy in the back who actually had a video camera. Who knows where this tape is? My God. And Dan pops out and he goes, what the fuck's your problem? And the guy goes, I'll show you what my problem is. And he reaches behind the seat of his truck and pulls out a gun. And so <laughs> Dan Blue jumps in the car and I fucking, I hit the gas and it's icy. So I start fishtailing and I fucking lower my head below the seat <laughs> and we fucking you cruise off. And, but then we realize that his truck is always at the VFW. Here we go. And so we go, we got to fucking, we're going to fucking settle this score. So we hatch this scheme where we're going to fucking... So the, the bar is in the bottom level of the VFW. There's a one-lane staircase down to the door. Right. So the decision is made that a couple guys, not me because my, my fear of you my father need, was very real. I all. was the wheel That's man. Right. I was the wheel man. That's, That's right. all I could do. That's right. So I drop him off. Dan Blue, in fact, was wearing... You remember at the toy store, you used to be able to get a football outfit with a helmet? So <laughs> That's he, right. He pulled disguised. the helmet on. And it just like squished his face down enough to disguise his face. Right. So um, I'm on, a, I'm up on the, the hill in another lot looking down on this. They go down the stairs. They open the door. They go, we'll kick anybody's ass in here right fucking now. They run up the stairs and then there's a log jam of people trying to get out to fight right. whoever just yelled in the door and they're just raining eggs on them. Bap, 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 bap. 
And before that, we realized that this guy's truck, who we began to call Steel Plate, we said this guy must have a steel plate in his head. He's a fucking man. Exactly. He had left his truck door open, so we also, you know, he got some eggs on the inside of his truck too. And then they just ran across this road through this grocery store parking lot to the back of this grocery store. I fucking peeled around, picked him up, and we were gone into the night. And that was the fucking retribution that he I received for his behavior. <laughs> love this story. <laughs> yes. There's, so it's also, the, I mean, there's something so, what an innocent time that it's yeah. like this guy that pulled a gun on us. We should go throw <laughs> eggs at him. <laughs> and all his friends. <laughs> and all his, all his fucking veterans. Everyone of who war served buddies. in a foreign war should That's pay right. the price. That's right. Thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah sorry that you're salmonella uh, but but you're guilty by association that's right yeah judged by who you drink with there you go thank you for that vince yeah. yes all right homework time did you you had time to take a trip I did. to dallas I, right I, Good. you know before i before i told you i couldn't record last night i i got both episodes in and then realized that i was too fucked this is how dedicated vince is to this program kids he, he what time did you get up three in the morning yeah, I woke up at three. I got to the airport like at three forty-five. Traveled all day, whatever, whatever. And so then I was like, "Well, I'll probably be on California time. So why don't we just do it at nine o'clock in right. LA, and I'll be at, at midnight here." And then, um, yeah, it was. I was like, at, at like eleven thirty, I was like, "This is going to be terrible. Like I'm going to be terrible. Like this, you know." I hadn't even. I hadn't even drank anything. I was just like so fucking tired. I was like, sure. "This is going to be bad." Yeah. I, I mean, shades of, I don't even remember what show we were at, but we were like, when you, when Orange Cassidy wanted to shake your hand and you were asleep. Oh, for God. Yeah. And then we were going to record later, late, late that <laughs> yeah. night. Right. Yeah. And that was in Vegas. Yeah. And then, and then it didn't even occur to us till we were back in the room. You we were like, what if we just tell everybody, Hey, the show's going to be a day late. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I was like, Oh fuck. Yes. And then yes. we crash uh, night, night, motherfucker. Adios, motherfucker. Mm. All right. Drunk Joe. Drunk Joe in the front row. Had him. He was wearing his mask. San Francisco Giants mask. God bless him. Seemed lucid. I mean, there's a lot of people you don't recognize at first when when they got the fucking face mask on. Yeah. But there are there's no pair of crazier eyes (laughs) than (laughs) on our dear friend from San Francisco. And there's no no uh, bluer drink. Then in oh. his hand. AMF. <laughs> World-class championship wrestling, May 15th, 1982. Open up with Mark Lawrence. Runs down the card for us. What a head of hair on this guy. I mean, just... Oh, there was some, something in the water in Dallas in 1982. Just the, the hair follicles were very well hydrated. Luscious. We go to the ring. Frank Dusick versus Mike Bonds. I always love, you know, Mike Bond is the baby face and he's signing autographs. That's still my favorite thing of watching old wrestling from like pre, God, it feels like pre 1984, 83. Yeah. He still had, yeah, the baby signing shit because you, you could get to the ring before the barricades. Captain. The captain's waiting though. Oh, the captain. They booed him out of the fucking building. Um, also, Frank Dusick goes over. With a Mark Lawrence called it a suplex. Mm. This is how 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 long does this predate? And does it even predate? And it must, right? 
because watching the mid-atlantic stuff from the same time period jake roberts wasn't doing a fucking ddt right that's what that was that was a dd he gave him a ddt and mark lawrence is like that's a very unique looking suplex no no one knew how to capitalize on it i wonder if it was a fucking mistake too in this match you know what i mean maybe got chewed out well, I'm sure everybody yelled at by Fritz after this fucking show. I mean, there's just no getting around it. <laughs> got an Armand Hussein promo. Again, it's like when you get Armand Hussein, he cannot, he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Well, like I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, it doesn't, without knowing anything else, it, it doesn't surprise me that we didn't see you on a national level. No shit. You know, fucking the ring work sucks. The promos suck. He's only there to get racist heat. You know, yeah, that's it. I mean, two weeks ago, the beginning of the month, he couldn't even get it straight. What what it was called if they were because now Hussein and Hart are together. Right. And it's is it H&H Associates, H&H Enterprises, H&H Limited. It's (laughs) but can I say to you this? Uh Uh-huh. Please. In a territory where yeah. Bugsy McGraw is head and shoulders, the most interesting thing that's happening. Right. And he's also someone who isn't making a lot of sense, but is, in, is doing it in such a manner that is it works, entertaining. It, yeah. Yes. It, like it, so it's not, it's not so much that you're not making sense that you're the way you're doing it. You're not interesting. Right. Right. There, the method by which is right. Yeah. This guy is as dry as 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 a as a day old turd. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just right. like right. Now, now I know what you're talking about. <laughs> now now, you, now you painted a picture. I mean, you ever the, the dog's been in the yard, you ever go? Oh, no, there? yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. No. The next day. And you're like, <laughs> sure, oh sure, well, sure. Jesus. Sun up, sun down, all that. Yeah. They can't get the name. He's just the dragon. But they can't even get this fucking straight. I mean, at, at one point last week, somebody was calling he was going to be the green dragon, mm. the golden dragon. Mm. Hussein introduced him. He says, this is the magic dragon. I'm like, I mm. think you've been puffing on the magic dragon. <laughs> He's like, mm. okay. Nobody remembers. No one, no one remembers that. Mm. God, nobody remembers that. Uh, the only thing of interest he says about the dragon is that his heart is blacker than coal. It's like, okay, fine. Adam Cole, whose contract Cole? is up? Adam Cole? So fucking, uh, who is it? Uh, 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 Mike Avila's got the tattoo. Demon yeah. forgot oh. to re-sign him or something. That was the speculation today. That's why, on Observer. That's why he got <laughs> fired. They realized, wait, you didn't re-sign the biggest name in our fucking NXT territory? Mm. Because then it's, because I'm sitting there and I'm like, why, the, why would, I mean, if Adam, if Adam Cole wants to be the face of NXT, great. And he gets to work with DX, like his fucking heroes. Great. Sure. But at any point, the trigger can get pulled and you get brought up to the main roster and then suddenly you're Matt Riddle and you're getting squashed by almonds. Yeah. You know, I mean, it ain't worth it, but I I digress slightly. But I also think, uh, not not to maintain this this digression. I know. This is the show. But (laughs) I just want to say, I think that there is something about being in WWE where at a certain point, if you're Matt Riddle or wherever you might be like, well, I'm not going to be 
the world champion, if that even matters here. So I am on TV every week and they're giving me like a match and time and I'm still getting paid when I'm getting paid. So maybe uh, this is, this is what it is. And so there isn't on that side, anybody going like, Oh man, I wish I was going over really strong and that I was like going to be in the fucking main event where it's like, do they even still fucking pay people in the main event more? You know, it's like, there uh, clearly those guys exist and those guys are like the Cody Rhodes and the John Moxley's who are like, thanks, but no thanks. But then, you know, maybe Riddle is like a, you got Nakamura and it's like, he's enjoying himself. He's right, like, I, because I, I just think like, but also I always go back to the woman I worked with in New York. Right. She'd be like, oh, Matt Riddle, he's a fucking, he's a fucking superstar. Matt Riddle, he's, you know, it's like, I don't think that everyone is looking at it the way that we look at it, you know? So anyway, not that it matters, whatever. It all matters. <laughs> it almost matters. Matters, Doc. Matters, Mr. Crawford. Matters. Uh, the dragon is a. Um, I forgot to Google who this guy actually is. Uh, Brian Danielson. It is Brian Danielson, uh, wearing a clearly an S and M mask. Uh, now he's in the ring with. Well, he Andy. reminded me of Ninja Mac. If I can be frank, I think he he had some. Does Ninja, Ninja Mac, Mac wear a mask like this? Well, I mean, he's, you know, he's got a mask and he's, he's got a couple karate moves, you know? I'm sold, dude. I mean, you, you don't have to keep trying to sell it. <laughs> now, sell, unless you're going to get bummed it. out, you know, because his head doesn't go all the way over the third turnbuckle. If that's going to be an issue for you, then. Maybe <laughs> mm, a little work there. Mm. Ken Mantell versus the dragon. Um, this is a long match i mean yeah i mean if they didn't go past 20 minutes they approached it i mean it was certainly 20 minutes into the program well sure um according to mark lawrence uh the dragon to be believed wears a mask because his parents are ashamed of him oh (laughs) and that is why he wears the mask this made me Cackle. I was so happy. That's some serious intel, dude. He wears a mask because his parents are ashamed of him. I guess they're ashamed that he's a professional wrestler and they are a well-to-do family. But at first, just the idea that in everyday life, he wears a mask because his parents are ashamed of him made me so happy. The leg choke that he used to win this thing was um, something brutal looking. Uh, not, Not to be tried at home, that's for sure. 20 minute goddamn match. Little, little much. But how, how the hell else am I going to get this dragon over? Ugh. God damn it. I need to go out there and wrestle this dragon. Fritz von Air. So, uh, Wild Bill Irwin versus Rick Harris. Mm. Um, making up for lost time. We spent 20 minutes on the last match. This one went about 43. Rick Harris not pleased. This is again one of these matches where I'm like, are we trying to get Bill Irwin over as a babyface? Because we already had him win a, you know, he turns on Frank Dusick. That doesn't do it. He wins a handicap match. That doesn't do it. Now he squashes Rick Harris. It, this babyface run ain't happening. Yeah, he doesn't. There's nothing about him that is. Could, I mean, complete snoozeroo. Snoozeroo. We got a Bugsy McGraw. Aman Hussein, uh, King Kong Bundy promo. Bundy yes, says this, nothing. He, he just this is where we begin to realize 
that Bugsy is the fucking, the diamond, the fucking, the biggest piece of this promotion right now with the top hat, with the towel, with the fucking nonsense. He's got a blue t-shirt on his head with a gray top hat on top of that. He does the, yeah. all the talking. You know, they talk about their belts being stolen. Um, and Bundy says nothing, just smokes a cigar the whole time, which he, he only cares about money. Bundy's face with the cigar. I'm like, this works. I can't believe that this didn't carry over into the WWF. Yeah. The, the shaved head is not necessary. No. The cigars, it's, it's just his face. He's just got a perfect asshole face. You know, I mean, may, may the man rest in peace, but it's just, it's the, the crooked eyebrows, mm-hmm. just the way he tilts his head back and looks at you with his lids have closed. I mean, it's just like, he's just smug. He's a fucking potato. I mean, the guy just looks like a goddamn potato, but <laughs> completely just a spot. I mean, he just, he looked, the man looks like a peeled potato. Uh, Fritz von Eric, we get a chance to look at his first match ever already building up the Fritz von Eric retirement show. Yeah. By, um, uh, putting everybody to fucking sleep. I mean, it's a nice little piece of history. I don't think we needed to see that much of it. It's what fascinates me, at least about this is the fact that, how many of these videotapes did not survive? Mm-hmm. And the ones that did survive, you know, we, we have it on, you know, absolute authority that the full collection of world class, the archive was sitting in Kevin Von Eric's barn. Right. You know, this looked like this was, this came off a fucking reel to reel or something. Well, that's what's fascinating to me is, is, is my question is, is how much stuff did Fritz have? in 82 that mm. then didn't survive right. the next few decades. Yep. Um, also, uh, this question I feel like needs to be asked is because in this match, they, he's, he is Jack Atkinson. Right. And then the lower third they put up, it says Jack Atkinson becomes Fritz von Erich. But we're not going to show you the part where he's a fucking Nazi. Right. So th- that was my question. I was like, so how do they get around that? I think they, this, this is the last clip we'll see before the retirement ceremony. <laughs> it's so fucking interesting yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I didn't catch the name of the guy he wrestles. I think his name is Trex. Or, I mean, the guy goes over. It's also first doesn't win right. his first televised match. Sure. But uh, my God, you could see the personality. Obviously, I, I, I'm not the most versed in Fritz's golden years of wrestling. Sure. You know? But um, you could see he does have that charisma. At one point, he, he goes in there and he's, he's, he's hitting him with a closed fist. And the announcer is very much that, you know, 1940s or 50s, you know, DuPont Network, whatever right. this aired on. It's like, oh, don't do that, Fritz. He's hitting, you know, or Jack Atkinson hitting him with the knuckles, some knuckle punches. That could be a disqualification. And then the referee is asking, you know, did you hit him with a closed fist? And he's like, oh, I hit him with the palm. I hit him with my palm strike. And it was just like very entertaining. Sure. Um, I, I, I know Jack didn't hit him with a closed <laughs> fist. Of course not. And then our big main event, any arena in the country, Bugsy McGraw and King Kong Bundy versus the spoiler and Al Madrill. Yeah, finally some fucking star power. I mean, we, we, this is a, I mean, uh, 
if the boys aren't going to be on the show, at least show them a reel to reel of my matches. <laughs> Get some Von Eric star power on this thing. Come on. May 22nd, 1982. Mark Lawrence runs down the card for us. First in the ring. This is this match sums up everything that's wrong with this era in this territory. Our opening match is Bill Irwin versus Carlos Zapata. This is everything I don't want to watch. Exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Um, that said, lots of great people watching in the crowd. Lots Always. of, I mean, you, you got the Saving old, grace. the cowboy lady is furious. She's running her mouth. You got um, some sick, sick individual is wearing a Gary Hart fan club shirt, homemade. Um, always a saving grace. Up next, the spoiler versus Rick Harris. Spoiler, you know, hey man. Shades of, you know, Daniel Bryan. I guess so. I guess so. And Rick Harris is, come on, please. Oh, Rick Harris. I think it's time to move on. I mean, if they can't even come up with a fucking cooler name, then you got problems jump from the jump. I mean, talk about a guy who like looks like a wrestler, certainly yeah. in 1982, but it's just like, uh, you, you, you do nothing for me, pal. Spoiler, it should be mentioned, invented the, uh, the spot that Undertaker wound up, I guess, if you want to say made famous, you know, walking the top of the rope. Well, this is when it wasn't old school. That's right. This is when it was new school. It was just school. It was just school. Uh, Bugsy McCaw, McGraw promo again. Yes, he fears fears no giants. Uh, walks, you know, talks about the, you know, he starts quoting the "I walk through the valley in the shadow of death," mm. etc. All that shit. I mean, just mumbo jumbo. Speaking of mumbo jumbo, we should also mention Bray Wyatt got his release as we've oh. been predicting for months. Man, where's Bray gonna land at, man? You think at Lowe's or Home Depot? <laughs> Will you stop? You should go work at the IRS like his old man. Just become an auditor. His old man is the IRS. Oh, fair. Main event. Kevin Von Eric versus Great Kabuki. I am going to restrain myself because it is impossible. It is quite impossible for me to watch a Kevin Von Erich match and f for him to not be my favorite wrestler that week. I thought you were going to say you had issue with him wearing boots, but okay, that makes sense. I mean, it is just the look, the charisma, the fucking, you know, the energy and the match. I mean, you know, of course he's, he's probably just, you know, the story goes, <laughs> Kevin, will you go out there and hit me full full blast in the face because your working punches are killing me? Right. Um, but I mean, it's just the I, I I also have to admit the bounce and volume in his hair. <laughs> right. It's just this it's guy. This guy is just if you could take the summer of 1982 and put it in a bottle, you got something sweeter than you who, and it's called Kevin Von Air. Mm -hmm. I. I I cannot get over how much I fucking love this guy. You know? There you have it. Lumberjack match. Um, David Manning. 
Referee declares that H&H has to leave. They can have one second, being Gary Hart, one wrestler, being King Kong Bundy. Right. Everyone else has to leave. Anyone else associated, Aman Hussein has to leave, Bugsy Miraga, they all have to go. Which, at that point, I'm like, well, that's half the roster. You're not going to have any <laughs> lumberjacks left. Yeah. Um, fiery match, just brawling. These two just beat the shit out of each other, and it's, and it's a fucking hell of a thing to watch. Kabuki! Kabuki, that armpit, the armpit claw. Mm. My God. That's the thing, dude. If you get something like that where you know what it feels like, it's going to oh. fuck with you, man. Just the shivers that run up my spine when I mm. see him do that. And, and Kevin is, is incredible at selling. Sure. You know, he just... He, it's fucking wild. At one point, when, when he first applies the armpit claw, they cut to a woman in the crowd who was on her feet and screaming. And her hair, her outfit, all it reminded me of... Have you ever played with one of those, like... It's a toy ice cream cone where the ice cream is, is, is a foam ball and you hit a button on the comb and it, and it shoots the foam ball off. Do you know uh, what I'm talking about? Don't ring a bell. Well, that's what this woman looked like. Okay. <laughs> for okay. those at home. For those at home. Who are familiar. If, if you haven't done your homework yet or if you just did it, back me up on this. They show her again uh, when at one point when uh, uh, Kevin gets the sleeper on Kabuki. They go back to her and she's now she's happy and she sits down. Uh, at this point, things start unraveling. Gary Hart gets in. Uh, Kevin goes for the claw on Gary Hart. The Lumberjacks have a hell of a time pulling this apart, pulling Gary Hart out of the ring. Now Bundy gets in there. Bundy's on top of Kevin. Uh, Kabuki takes advantage. Kabuki winds up winning the match. A lot of heat. Hell of a, nice. hell of a TV match. We get a uh, Mark Lawrence goes to get word from Kevin. Uh, Kevin does not get a single syllable out. He doesn't even get a breath out before Bundy immediately attacks him and then starts bragging to Mark Lawrence. That's another thousand dollars I just earned. Every daddy Bundy. Every time I take out a Von Eric, they give me a thousand dollars. And then Kevin, again, he sells great. He's on the ground and he looks like he's, you know, writhing. Death warmed over. Just so good. Bugsy McGraw versus Mike Bond for standby match. How is that match. not the main event, by the way? Well, it was the main event. Yeah, it was just now we have so. our standby matches. Fair enough. Fair enough. This ain't fucking Watts. <laughs> uh, I believe it's even introduced as the main event. King Kong Bundy with Aman Hussein. They get a promo in there. They are promoting the Star Wars Super Bowl of Wrestling. This is the Fritz von Erich retirement show. Yeah, man. Which I, I have to insist we add to the homework. We got to add it. For next week. June 4th, 1982, Fritz von Eric Retirement Show. It is on YouTube. It is on Classic Wrestling Stuff. Our old friend's uh, YouTube page. So I would say let's watch that. And is it too much? You want to watch the Fritz von Eric Retirement Show and two episodes of... Too much! And two episodes of the regular television, or do is you want to do? Is that next do you want to do for next week? You want to do the Fritz show, and then the follow up TV, or do you want to do the Fritz retirement show and two episodes of the TV? How long is the Fritz show? 
got to be hour and a half or two hours or something well, like let's that. Just, let's just do the Fritz show and then we'll jump back into TV, right? So, so the homework for next week is only the Fritz retirement show? That's right. Okay. Yes. So again, next week's homework, June 4th, 1982, the Fritz von Eric retirement show. It is on YouTube. Um, I don't, I mean, uh, the question then obviously becomes is, are some of the TV shows for world-class going to be either clips or full matches from that retirement show? I don't know, but we'll find as out. though we were living in the territory at the time as a family, as a family. So that's next week's uh, homework. We'll get that Fucking settled a, right now. Man. Uh, and, a, and they are hyping up. It is Bundy versus Fritz in Big Fritz's Daddy last Bundy. match ever. Uh, which consequently enough is not true. <laughs> <laughs> we do know that. We do know that. He immediately comes out of retirement. Uh, go to the ring. Bundy versus Ken Mantell. They get a few shots in on each other before Kevin comes out. Fire. House of Fire. He's got a chair. Starts beating the shit out of Bundy with the chair. Cracks Aman Hussein over the head with that fucking chair. Mm. Uh, something ridiculous. Mm-mm. We don't like and then, that. Uh, we go off the air. House of Fire. That's the big go home to the Fritz von Eric retirement show. Star Wars Super Bowl of Wrestling. Big time. That is our homework for next week. There you go. Vince, I think I might know, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Who's your favorite wrestler? Man, you know it's J.D. Drake. He really made an impression on me at that show, and I'm going to go. I got I to gotta seek out a little more of the wingmen because, you know, they're mostly on dark and shit, I feel like. So I got to go find, I gotta find me some wingmen. But J.D. Drake, uh, he, like someone was giving him the business when he got in the ring, too, and he was like telling the guy to fucking eat shit. He was like, it, there was a point where they rolled out, and I was like, oh, he's going to go over and like, you know, throw Brody into this guy or fuck with yeah, him or something, yeah. you know, kind of thing. But uh, yeah, man. He put on quite a little show there with Brody King on Sunday. Who's your favorite wrestler? Mac? Well, I I will I disqualify Kevin Von Erich because he makes it too easy. Too easy. But uh, my favorite match from last week, and I got to give it up to the Elite as a group, all five of them that were in that match: Kenny, Bucks, Good Brothers. God, that was fucking good. The Elite. The Elite. There you go. Well, Vince, where can the kids find you online? At Vince Averill on Twitter, Vince Averill on Instagram, Monday Night Beers Podcast. And McCarthy Redhead, all forms of social media, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Showcase Showcase Tuesdays. Check it out. It's a late night show with too many hosts. Patreon patrons. Mm, mm, mm. Jack Faust. Mm, Faust. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you a devil gimmick. Yeah. Jordan Tolford. Mm, Jordan, we'll give you like a, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll dress you up like a Jordan sneaker. Yeah. Caitlin Bongard. And Bongard, we'll give you some bongos. You can play those to the ring and you'll have a guard. You'll be a bodyguard. <laughs> and Ed Parker. Mm, Peter Parker. And we'll dress you up like a park ranger. You'll be the Parker. Yeah. Thank you one and all mm. for all the support. And God we'll damn. See you next time. Yeah, pal. Take care, Maddie. Be safe. Play it.